listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 111. Very excited to welcome a first-time guest. He is the Rocket Pro Outer Limits champion. He's the best in the Midwest. He's Joliet native Gunner Brave. Very excited to have Gunner on this week, and we'll get to him in just a little bit. Plus, we're going to talk about some big local action this past weekend. AAW had its anniversary show. Freelance had a hell of a show Friday night. Freelance Underground had a great show in Joliet, where Gunner Brave also wrestled. And I was there on the scene ringside taking pictures and covering the event. So I will have recaps of all that and a whole lot more coming up right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle, but what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Hey, it's the Cryonic Redneck Coldstone Tim Boston, CS underscore Tim Boston on social media. And when I'm not scooping, when I'm not wrestling, I'm listening to Windy City Slam. Give me a, well, yeah. Well, yeah. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast. First things first, one WWE item. And in the big news story of the week, reportedly Cody Rhodes has signed back with WWE. He was one of the founding fathers of AEW just a few years ago, and one of the biggest names they had. Now, apparently, back in the fold with WWE, and apparently on a collision course with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. This comes from a couple of different reports that are pretty credible online. So I'm thinking that this is actually done And it's a pretty amazing turn now. Maybe WWE starts stealing people from AEW over the next couple of years as AEW starts taking up all the good independent and WWE talent. I mean, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens when some of these other AEW contracts expire. All right, turning to local news, let's recap Some of the great action in the Chicagoland area this past weekend. There were no fewer than 15 shows around Chicagoland and southeast Wisconsin. So let's get to some of the highlights from the weekend. And Chicago-style wrestling. St. Patrick's Day Massacre at the American Legion in Franklin Park. Packed house there. And these results 
courtesy of the general manager, Steve Arendt. And a quick note, you can catch the Power Hour every Tuesday night on Steve Arendt's Facebook page and shortly thereafter on Steve Arendt's YouTube channel. That's A-H-R-E-N-D-T. So catch the Power Hour with great local guests. You get C-Red, you get Rion skills, and you get a lot of great wrestling talk and a lot of great knowledge of local Chicagoland independent wrestling there. To the CSW show, starting with the pre-show, it was Connor Hopkins, the handsome coyote, and AJ Flyer in tag team action, defeating Bayou Bill and Chiron. Then, Doom Montgomery won the Futures Royal by eliminating the psychotic coyote Brooks Berna and the frat boys of AZZ. Moving on to the main show, Jax Johnson picks up an impressive victory. He defeats Conan Lycan, who last month upended Vic Capri. So, by the process of that, Jax Johnson gets a nice rub. Big victory for Jax Johnson. And we have some news about him for next month's CSW show. And we'll get to that in just a moment. Then we had elite Marco Anthony and Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan defeating C&C Destruction of Cody James and Chris Miller. Thus, C&C is now broken up in CSW via GM Steve Aaron's stipulation. Heather Reckless and her pet monster, Cypher, defeat Adam Stallion and star kid Casey Nova. And in a hell of a violent strat match, it was Evil Sierra defeating Dream Girl Ellie. Then Axel Rico wins the scramble match over TJ Steele, Iniestra, Eric Schultz, and former WWE superstar Hornswoggle. Mateo Valentine defeats Joey Mayberry, and this started off as the In the Closet talk show, but things broke down. Then they got into a match. Jack Moody was appointed as the special guest referee per Steve Arendt, and Mateo Valentine defeats Joey Mayberry in that match. Superstar Steve Boz defeats Ryan Matthews to retain the CSW Metro Division title. Then in, we have Shane Boucher, Jay Marston, and Solomon Tupu defeating the Dope Kings of Brubaker and CJ Esparza and Acid Jazz. Jazz cost the Dope Kings that match, basically. And in the main event, Joey the Jet Avalon defeats Blanco Loco in the two out of three falls tables match to retain the CSW championship. Big announcement for next month from CSW for their next show back in Franklin Park on April the 22nd. Special guest appearance by ROH Pure Champion, Josh Woods. And he's defending his title against Jax Johnson. All right, moving over to the city, to Logan Square Auditorium. Friday night, March the 18th, we had Freelance Wrestling's A Shift in Power. And real quick, the results of that show, we have Storm Grayson staying red hot. He defeats Matt Nix, Blair Onyx, Sabin Gage, Sean Galway, and Xavier Sky in a six-person scramble after Grayson hits Gage with the knee trigger. And in the first of two championship defenses by Robert Ego Anthony, in the Freelance Legacy title match, Ego defeats Brian Keith, via a disqualification, 
when Frank the Clown, Ego's manager, confidant, mouthpiece, whatever you want to call him, he hits Ego, causing the ref to call for the disqualification. Now, crazy stuff here. It's a technicality, but at some point you think the, the referee would realize what Frank the Clown and Igor are trying to do and not call for that in that situation. But maybe at some point they'll figure it out. Then it was GPA defeating Shaza McKenzie after Laney interfered, leading to GPA rolling up Shaza for the pin. Now, if you heard me say Laney, that's right. She's out of luck. She's now known as just Laney. Didn't get the memo on this. Just noticed it a little bit on Twitter. But I got a chance to talk to Laney this past Saturday night at Freelance Underground in Joliet. She says, no more partying. She's serious now. She's now known as Laney. She's still at Laney Luck underscore on her socials. But you know how hard it is to change a social name sometimes. But she's just going by Laney at this point. Then we had the freelance tag team champions, the take-it-home wreckers, Darren Corbin and Bucky Collins. They defeat the team of Kylie Ray and Alfonso Gonzalez. Shortly after the match, that team seems to be no more after Alfonso attacked Kylie following that match. Daddy, Effie, barely makes it into town after some travel issues makes it to Chicago just in time for his match. He defeats Laney with the Rough Rider. The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, defeat NDS of Levi Cruz and Riley Jackson after a double 450 and a double pinfall. And then in the main event, the Freelance World Championship, Robert Ego Anthony defeats Allen Five Angels of AEW and the Dark Order following interference from Frank the Clown, leading to Ego hitting the Mandalorian driver for the three count. Shifting to Saturday night, let's go down south to Southland Championship Wrestling's shenanigans at the Shabans Civic Center in Shabans. Once again, these results courtesy of our friend Steve Arendt. We have Justin Reed, the Gridiron Warrior. He loses to Brandon Espinoza of Dysfunction. And after the match, he calls out Evil Gains Evil, who were not at the show, but he demanded a tag team title rematch. Then we had El Dorado defeating the Iranian Sheik. Obviously not the Iron Sheik, because I don't think Iron Sheik could take a bump at this point. Then we had Natasha Crane defeating Renee Van Peebles of the ARC to retain the SCW Women's Championship. Adam Cage defeats VJ Price in a violent last-man-standing match. Then, the veteran Scott Spade retains both the SCW and the POW Entertainment Championships over Chris Ward. Irish car bomb Sean Mulligan defeats IPA's Meat Hooks O'Bannon from POW Entertainment. And then, in the main event, a little bit of a shock, the debuting Jimmy Carrot defeats sharpshooter James Creed to become the new SCW Genesis Champion thanks to some interference from up north from POW Entertainment. And a lot of people have been talking about Jimmy Carrot. He is an amazing talent, according to a lot of people who have seen him wrestle. Going back into the city, last Saturday night, AAW Pro presented 
Epic, their 18th anniversary show at the Logan Square Auditorium. Let's take a run of these results. Shane Hollister defeats Stephen Wolf. Silas Young defeats Conan Lycan. Sierra over Vert Vixen in a women's match. Then we had former AAW champion Fred Yehai defeating Gnarls Garvin. And this is a match a lot of people have been talking about ever since it went down. A lot of talk on Twitter. People were raving about this match. Check it out on Fight TV if you had not have a chance to watch it. It was something amazing for sure. Then we have Manders defeating Ren Jones. And for the number one contendership for the AAW Heritage Championship, it was Myron Reed defeating Gringo Loco, Braden Lee, and Jake Something in a four-way match. Then we had Ace Perry defeating Levi Everett. And then following that, Rush Jones defeats Ace Perry in an open challenge, and Jones earns a future AAW Tag Team Championship match. And after the match, as he's being interviewed in the backstage area, they were wondering who Rush Jones' partner might be. He didn't want to team up with anybody at first. And then he walks by Heather Reckless in the locker room area, and he just goes and says, her, she'll be my partner. So, Looks like Russ Jones is teaming up with Heather Reckless for their tag team championship match. Then we had Ace Steel defeating Davey Vega. Now, Ace Steel fresh back in independent wrestling after spending several years down as a WWE developmental trainer in Orlando. Impressive comeback for Ace Steel. Then in tag team action, it was ACH and Jossie defeating Hakeem Zayn and Karam. Main event, the AAW Championship, Matt Fitchett retains over Schaff. But after the match, Ace Steel is still hungry. He's back in AAW, and he wants to make a huge statement. He attacks Matt Fitchett violently after the match, apparently staking his claim to a future championship match. And one more AAW note, the Sky Blue and Christy Jane's match, which was scheduled for the AAW Women's Championship, was postponed due to Sky having some injury issues and travel issues for Christy Jane's. All right, switching over to the event that I covered this past Saturday night, Freelance Underground's Double Back made its return to the Cantini VFW in Joliet, the promotion's first show in Joliet in a little over two years. In a pick-your-poison match to open the show, Kayla Cassie defeats Marvelous Matt Nix after Project Monix attacked Nix behind the referee's back. He hit the 3-1-2 kick and nailed him with the original Freelance Underground Championship belt, leading to Cassidy hitting a DDT on Nix and scoring the three count. Then we had the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer, defeating Alfonso Gonzalez after hitting the Moonsault and Battery. And this was a very physical match, as you would expect from Shane Mercer. He tossed Alfonso around like a sack of trash. He chopped him to hell outside the ring. And I tell you, after you've had a match with a guy like Shane Mercer, you know you're going to feel it for a few days. And then the other Pick Your Poison match, 
Project Monix gets one over on Joey Marks via submission. Now, at the beginning of the match, a Monix impersonator tried to jump Marks at the start, but Marks fought him off. But that led to Monix coming out and attacking Marks to start the match. And then late in the match, Matt Nix tried to get some revenge by intervening, but the referee got distracted and Monix hit a low blow on Marks. Then Monix put Marks in his Nagata lock submission, gets the tap out. Monix walks out of the arena, commandeers yours truly, who was shooting ringside photos for some outside pictures of him leaving Cantini VFW following the match. And back inside, Nix picks up the Freelance Underground original title, hands it to Joey Marks as they walk out of the ringside area. So Monix no longer has possession of that original Freelance Underground title belt that he received at the final phase. Triple threat tag team match. The Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, defeat Pick and Pop, Darius Latrell and Coder Hernandez, and Golden Dragon and Atomical Jr. Bang hits an assisted spear on Golden Dragon, and the Bang Bros get the pin. Hell of a match, a lot of high flying between both the Bang Bros and the Luchadors, and some power and heel moves by Pick and Pop. Great mix of talent in that match. After the intermission, Laney. Like I said, she's out of luck. She defeats Angel Escalera following a cutter, and then she pins Angel Escalera with her feet on the ropes. Number one, I don't know how the ref did not see the feet on the ropes. And number two, I don't think the feet on the ropes were necessary following the cutter. I just think Lainey is trying to make a new statement under her new personality. J.J. Garrett pins Joliet's Gunner Brave, after a bulldog headlock driver off the top rope, they actually shook hands and embraced after the match. And these two have fought each other before. We're going to get a little bit more inside with our special guest, Black and Brave graduate, Gunner Brave, in just a few minutes. Freelance underground independent champion Storm Grayson defeats Allen Five Angels in an absolutely great match to retain the title after a crucifix pin. Now I was telling some folks over at the building that night that deep down in my heart, I think the next local Chicago guy to sign a major contract is going to be none other than Storm Grayson. And in your main event, the Freelance Underground Championship, Calvin Tankman pins GPA following a Tankman driver to retain that championship. Great match, great psychology from GPA. Early in the match, he got an injury on Tankman's left arm and hand, and he just kept working it over with pounding and submission moves. GPA is such a student of the game. I mean, you can tell he studied guys like Bret Hart, and he just, it was a masterclass in storytelling and technical wrestling. It was really, really good. But GPA grew frustrated. He couldn't put away the big man. So he went to the top rope to try a high-risk maneuver, but it backfired when Tankman spun, hit him with a back elbow. Tankman hoists him up, puts him in the Tankman driver, crushes him down, and then gets the three count. Freelance Underground, hell of a return to Joliet. 
Can't wait for him to come back out to this area in a few months. Now, going north of the border, real quick, GLCW's All Aboard, and it was a show featuring the WWE Hall of Famer, The Godfather, as a special guest, up in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. These results, courtesy friend of the show, Jordan Cross. Tony Gunn defeats Jordan Cross. Then, the Express of Ryan Cross and Dr. Jeff Luxon, they regain the GLCW Tag Team Championships by defeating Dustin Jackson in a handicap match, while his partner, Cal Hero, continues to recover from shoulder surgery. Cash Flow defeats Coda Jacobs, Omar Amir and TW3 in tag team action defeat OVW champion Ryan Howe and The System. Joey Jet Avalon defeats Mr. Pectacular Jesse Goddard and in the main event, GLCW champion Backwoods Brown extends his reign beyond 26 months as he beats Luscious Lawrence in a last man standing match. All right, coming up this weekend, Saturday, March the 26th, Black Label Pro presents In the Fights, RDS Gym in Crown Point, Indiana, featuring the BLP champion, Jake Something, defending against Kevin Blackwood. Plus, heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman versus Levi Everett, Billy Starks versus Rachel Ellering, Cody Lane faces Devin Monroe, Warhorse and Shaza McKenzie square off, Dan the Dad takes on Big Dan Champion. The Bang Bros take on Abby Jane and Pancakes in tag team action and more. Saturday night, March the 26th, Janesville Wrestling Alliance, Janesville, Wisconsin. In the main event, the JWA Badger State Championship, the shootist Alex Bernardino takes on the Ewok. Saturday night, March 26th, MWA at the Camelot Park building in Arlington Heights. This show features Chicago's own Trauma King Matt Raywalt, Brian Blade, Just Amazing, K.O. Kendra, Tyler Bodine, and more. Saturday night, March the 26th, Crash Tested Wrestling's Lucked Out in Hobart, Indiana. This features the return of the Kang, Miles Mercer, the CTW debut of Tully Bertarelli, and the premiere of the Heaven Through Hell match. Now, this is an interesting concept. It's basically like a rumble match, a battle royal, but then the final four becomes a four-way elimination match, and that turns into a two-man ladder match. The winner has an opportunity to face CTW champion, Filth King, Nick Brubaker. Saturday night, March 26th, GLCW's Merrill Mania 2, special guest former WWE superstar and developmental trainer Scotty Tuhati, and many of your favorite GLCW and OVW stars on that show. Saturday night, March the 26th, POW Entertainment returns with Saturday Night Fights at T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale, featuring a first blood match between Kazile and psychotic Jimmy Blaze. Also, POW champion Scott Spade, Mateo Valentine, Meathook O'Bannon, Axel Abrao, Tommy McCobb, and more. Sunday, March 27th, Ileana Pro Wrestling returns with the big payback in Richton Park. 
and it's the medallion tournament which features the Ewok, Aaron Stone, Quinn Wittick, Miles Mercer, AJ Flyer, Sean Danger, C Red, Joey Roth, and more. All right, coming up in moments for the very first time here on Windy City Slam podcast. He's a black and brave graduate. He's the Rocket Pro Outer Limits champion, the best in the Midwest. Joliet's own Gunner Brave. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week. And for the very first time, very excited to welcome the Rocket Pro Wrestling Outer Limits champion, black and brave graduate, the man who's the best in the Midwest, Joliet native, Gunner Brave. Gunner, how are you doing? I am absolutely exhausted, but that is the life of a 21-year-old, so it's fine. Indeed, yeah. We're recording this on a Sunday morning, just hours after Freelance Underground in your hometown of Joliet. Double back was this past Saturday night, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But growing up in Joliet, um, I'm also living in Joliet. I've been here for about 12 years. My wife has lived here for a little bit longer. Uh, I ended up meeting her on a dating site, you know, got hitched moved out here and it's been a pleasant experience. So you're a Joliet Central grad, correct? Yes. 2018. I graduated from Joliet Central. Oh, you're a, you're a young pup. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. So now coming back from a scary injury, which happened a little bit over a year ago, uh, Mm -hmm. a top rope moonsault went wrong. Could you go ahead and walk me through what happened in, uh, how serious was this injury? So it was a match for New Wave Pro over in Indiana. And it was a fatal four between me and three other Black and Brave graduates. Uh, it was a, they were doing a um, little Black and Brave showcase match for the most part. And I went to do a moonsault to the outside. And I just, for some reason, undershot it. And I landed on the back of my skull and split my scalp open had from what i was told because i was obviously not conscious the entire time uh i had one or two seizures and they got me to the hospital ran me through all the testing did ultrasounds on my uh internal organs to see if there's bleeding did ct scans all those lovely things and i ended up getting like six staples in my head and left the hospital the same night went home for a week and then started to get right back into the swing of things about two or three weeks after that Wow, that's crazy. Uh, I can't believe you were able to get back that quickly, uh, considering the magnitude of, uh, or the pinch head potential magnitude of that injury. Might not have been my smartest decision, but we'll see how that fares down the road. Um, you've been okay the last year of uh, competing, correct? Yeah, I've had no lingering issues from it, which I'm very glad about. My balance has never 
um, deterred or anything like that. So I, I lucked out in a very unfortunate situation, but I got the best possible outcome of it. Now, going back to Rocky Pro Wrestling several weeks ago, you and Brooks Berta tore it up. Now, literally tore it up. I mean, you destroyed each other. You destroyed a ring. There were a lot of weapons involved. It was an unsanctioned match at Cupid's Carnage. Mm-hmm. And there was even a spot where you jumped off a 15-foot ladder, which was stationed inside the ring, onto a bunch of guys outside the ring, including the Idols and the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. So this was a crazy match. And you ended up <laughs> winning when the referee determined that Berna could not continue. And it was probably mm-hmm. close to 40 minutes of craziness. What was participating in a match like this like for you? So I was... I have always been a fan of that style of match, uh, mainly rooted from like everyone goes to that age when they're younger, like it's no longer cool to watch like the main type of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So my cheat sheet of still being cool while still liking wrestling was I'd watch like the death match and the hardcore and ECW stuff. So I always have like the deep rooted love for hardcore matches because it kept me uh, as a fan of wrestling. And I've dabbled with it here and there. Um, a few matches I've done barbed wire once or twice, uh, tacks quite often. And I knew that um, if I want to take the big leap, and obviously I haven't done all the, the crazy things, but I wanted to take that leap and do the wild stuff. I'd rather do it in my hometown so I can do it for uh, a company that I really like and in front of my friends and family, which my mom hated it, but, you know, regardless. Um, but it was really interesting. It's, it's a different rush. Adrenaline is the greatest form of protection. And... I walked out of there feeling a little beat up, but for the most part, all right. And then the next, like three days later, I had cups all over me. I was bruised. I had circular, basically holes all over my back from the can board. It was, it was a fun time. I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but I'm not saying that uh, I want to do it every month, but I had fun, believe it or not. It was a crazy, crazy match. I've, caught snippets of it over the last few days if if you want to check it out it's on rocket pro wrestling's youtube page right now Mm -hmm. unsanctioned match gunner brave versus brooks burna it really really tore the place down and it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh in a different way of that marche rocket shogun chris logan last ride match from last year and that was that was fun yeah what was we had fun there yeah Rocket Pro can uh, can put on a show, and sometimes it's just regular old wrestling, and sometimes it's just uh, you know getting cl- up and close to the fans and brawling everywhere. We have a good variety, that's for sure. Great variety show. Now you are the Outer Limits champion for Rocket Pro. Uh, how long yeah. have you held that title? I won the Outer Limits championship in a triple threat match in December of twenty one. Uh, versus Aaron Stone, the previous champion, and Brooks Berna in the triple threat match. So December, defended it in January, lights out in February, and then March. So three, I've been defending it for three months now. Nothing too crazy. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, Aaron Stone is also a very good young wrestler, and uh, that's oh, an yeah. impressive victory and a feather in your cap for you to uh, have won that title from him. Yeah, it was it was a fight. That man has the strikes of someone a hundred more pounds than him. he got. He has a lot of power behind everything he does. You always remember an Aaron Stone match the day or two after. Your style. I mean, go, I don't know if I want to just go off that 
crazy match you had at Rocket Pro, but I also saw you over at Freelance Underground this past week against J.J. Garrett. You seem to have a, a, a good, diverse style, you know, some technical ability, some high-flying, mm-hmm. and it's a really a, a good, solid mix. Is that kind of uh, an accurate description of your in-ring uh, style? I would say so. I like to diversify myself i know i'll never be the best at anything like i can never flip like ricochet ricochet ninja mac i'll never be um the strongest man in the world i'm not some giant but if i feel if i have a good base of everything i can adapt to anyone um i did amateur wrestling for four years in high school so i have the i have uh that kind of groundwork i've always done sports so my cardio is really good i'm i'm just genuinely really stupid so i like to jump off of things so i like to have a good understanding of everything so that no matter what is needed of me, I can always not feel out of place in it. You didn't do anything crazy like uh, backyard wrestling or anything with your buddies. Did you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I had a feeling that might've been the case. <laughs> When you started saying jumping off things, I figured, okay, I'm going to just ask this and see if uh, I was uh, right with my intuition here. Yeah, I live, uh, my parents live kind of in uh, the outskirts of Juliet, so it's more of a country area for us. Luckily, I found some really good friends in high school who were, where they might have been not been the biggest wrestling fans, but they're always like really big supporters of me. And they knew that for me to be able to progress once I was of age and able to go train, that I need to get a groundwork now. So they were good enough friends to come over and just beat the, beat the hell out of each other in the backyard until one of the neighbors got a little worried, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and about your family, uh, what was their reaction to your passion for pro wrestling? I think they always assumed I would grow out of it because it was something I was saying I would do since I was five. And I, as kind of, I went, more towards things and towards things and it didn't deter and i started looking into schools once i turned 15 and then once i turned 16 i'm like hey i I don't plan on going to college i plan on doing this i really think that they had had hoped that it would dissipate over time with age um and then once i got initially into it once i moved out to iowa for the first time to uh train at black and brave they were a bit skeptical and more so like you should go to college and get a proper job and everything and then down the road you can do it um but now that i'm really like i'm here i've been doing it for about three years now i'm hitting my stride i'm making pounds i'm getting some kind of a name for myself it it, it's a 180 they are very supportive now that they were never unsupportive they were just worried about the adverse effects of it so but now, now that I'm really getting everything going, they, they make it to every show they can. They're always there. There's always lots of people in the crowd. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster for us. I can imagine. Um, Black and Brave. Now, what drew you to Black and Brave? And tell me a little bit about what Seth Rollins and Mark Brave do for you. So the biggest thing about when I was looking into schools is and there's nothing against any school, any, uh, anywhere, every school that has some uh, abilities to do things, you know, power to them. But when I looked at schools, I know, like, you've got to start strong in this business. I, the style I knew I wanted to wrestle, I can't maintain for 20, 30 years. So I, I want to start, start strong and keep going. So the reason I went to uh, chose Black and Brave is because Seth Rounds is obviously 
um, currently at the top of the game. He's not someone who was at the top of the game 20 years ago and no, nothing against them, but like they know their style. Seth Rollins knows what's wanted now, what's, mm-hmm. what is going good now. So I wanted to get that side of the industry of like, what do I need to do now to get to the top? Now, what worked 20, 30 years ago, you're in this, you might not like everything, but like what, what's good right now. And that's one thing that um, Rollins and Merrick Brave are very, very good at kind of breaking down not just how to do, but why to do. We had psychology classes, uh, deep film studies, um, breakdowns of matches, and all these things. And uh, it's a lot more in depth. It's not just, okay, thanks for the money. Let's show you 17 moves and send you on your way. They want, if you graduate, they want you to be able to go out there and make the company proud. So they're, they're, I think they're on class 22 right now. They've got a really good, uh, really good mold of how they want to do every class and they're pumping out good talent. So they're doing something right now. Um, do you go back and actually train with them a little bit, even after you kind of graduate with your class? So once you graduate black and brave, you are allowed to attend the ring anytime there's open ring for life. So once I graduated from black and brave in 2019, I moved home for about a year just to be with my family and save up some money. And now back January of 21, I moved out to Iowa, Davenport again, full time. So I can go to the ring if I have time from work five, six days a week to just keep doing what I'm doing, which is so beneficial because I have some friends who are like, oh, I have training once a week and I have to drive two hours one way to get to it, which I respect them so much for doing that. But the, the, the convenience of being able to, the gym is four minutes that way. And I can go to the ring right now if I wanted to and do anything I want in a 20 by 20 WWE ring with crash pads and top world-class talent there to ask questions off of. So yeah, I, I knew that for me, I don't want to live in the Midwest my entire life. I have so far, absolutely hate it. But for right now, being in Davenport, being around this community, it's, it's very beneficial to young wrestlers starting their career. And uh, do you get to roll around at all with Seth Rollins or even Becky Lynch? Uh, whenever, we, whenever Seth there, he usually does. Uh, he usually gets his workouts in. He'll do some things before or after. He kind of, he's very, he, he'll listen to you, but he kind of just likes to work out when he's there. Um, Becky likes to get in the ring sometimes to mess around. It's kind of just, hey, if they're feeling something, they'll hop in. If they're not, they won't. But it's not like if you ask them a question, they'll never deter you. They're always very, very finger on the pulse of things. If you have a question, they will answer it in the best way they can. Not just a quick, yeah, yeah, whatever. They'll deep dive with you and they'll walk you through things. So they're very, very helpful people. That is a really cool experience, uh, Black and Brave, and being able mm-hmm. to learn from active WWE superstars as well as Marek Brave, who made his name in this business as mm-hmm. a great superstar as well. Going back to Freelance Underground, you made your debut for that promotion at the Cantini VFW on Horseshoe Drive on Saturday night. And you faced J.J. Garrett, who's really a a nice talent. He's up and coming in his business. He's made his name for himself in multiple promotions. It was a hell of a match. And J.J. came out on top. But what was it like wrestling J.J. Garrett and in the Freelance Underground ring? So I think that would be the third time I wrestled JJ. 
we met for the first time back when I was 18 at 3XW in a five-way scramble. Mm-hmm. And then we had another match um, in 2021 for Zawa. And so we, we know each other. JJ is one of my longest friends in business. We, we talk probably every other day just shooting the shit with each other. And um, so when we, when we got told, like, this is what's going on, we knew, like, we got to go out there and I'll give you my best. You give me your best and let's not dial anything back. And I've always, it was really great to be in the freelance underground ring because I always look at freelance as kind of like the, the grittier company in the area. And I feel like that kind of meshes with how I do things now. So although we didn't do anything too wild, it was nice to get my foot in the door there. And especially uh, against someone like Garrett, who I know that we, we contradict our styles very well, but also come from similar backgrounds. I know his stuff, he knows my stuff. So that leads to some fun in, uh, interactions where he can try something, but I've seen him do it. So I know this and he knows that. It's always, it's always fun being around Garrett. And it was a great pleasure to be invited to Underground. and. Hopefully it's something that continues foremost because that roster's that roster's stacked and I, I would love to work any one of them. Yeah, I agree about Freelance Underground, one of the best promotions in the Chicagoland area. Mm-hmm. Talent stacked from top to bottom. Uh, always some good young talents coming in too and mm-hmm. they're really developing very, very well. Now, uh, what are some of the other places where you wrestle on a regular basis? Obviously, Rocket is one of the main ones. I'm there once uh, once a month. They run shows, and then they take uh, June, July, and August off, so I have some stuff there. Um, SCW, which is Black and Brave's um, school's company. And then I like I, I have a problem with liking to do one-offs. I like to show up at places, have one good match, and then just forget it happened. It's kind of just ADD going crazy. So freelance, uh, I've been doing a lot of work with Galley lately, uh, Rocket Pro, and SCW. So those are the four I'm consistent. Well, hopefully freelance is a consistent one. So those are the four I'm trying to keep consistent while also just bouncing around and kind of reaching to different states here and there to kind of spread the name. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing a lot more from the best in the Midwest, Gunner Brave, around the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. And before we let you go, go ahead and plug your social media, whatever merchandise you might have, if you have any at this point, and whatever upcoming events you got. Instagram. I believe it's just at Gunner Brave, no spaces, no capitalizations. Twitter, at Gunner underscore Brave. Keep it real simple. I am currently in the process of getting a shirt released by Water Maneuver, so keep an eye out for that. It's something I've been working on for a while, so that's fine. I'm very proud of. And then when it comes to uh, shows coming up, we got a really good show April uh, April 9th at Rocket Pro Wrestling. I have a triple threat match where I don't know my opponent yet. It is a surprise to me, apparently because they just love to make me work hard. And uh, that should be a fun show. We've been really packing the house there lately. And luckily, I have the next two weekends off. And I usually hate that, but I am so happy about that right now. So if you want to see Garner Brave next, Juliet, Illinois, April 9th. If you want to see me in the next two weeks, you're not going to. I will be sleeping the entire time. (laughs) All right. So fans can catch Garner Brave at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet for Rocket Pro. All right. Great talking to you this week. Uh, thank you for coming on, Gunner, and best of luck in your future in professional wrestling. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
All right. That was an awesome conversation with Gunner Brave. I loved how he talked about Black and Brave and going to school there. And now he still gets to work out on occasion. He gets to see Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch when he goes down there every so often. Uh, he's one of Rocket Pro's linchpins as the Outer Limits champion. And you can see him next at Rocket Pro Wrestling's next show, which will be Saturday evening, April the 9th at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet. All right, before we get into next week, in two weeks, we're going to run it back with our crew from the Royal Rumble. That's right, no chill with Phil, Phil Meyer Sr., and former WWE.com writer Jordan Gerritsen will be joining us in two weeks to recap WrestleMania weekend. Very excited to have those guys back. It was one of our most popular episodes, and I'm looking forward to getting back together with that crew once again. All right, next week, we're going to talk more about some local wrestling, updates from local promotions, plus we're going to preview WrestleMania weekend and NXT Stand and Deliver, which will have some definite Chicago flavor. Should be very, very exciting. We're waiting to get a guest confirmed. Hopefully that will happen soon. This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody. Everybody.